Welcome to the City Life Lansing podcast. We hope this message empowers you to love life, love Jesus, love people, and dream more. You can connect with us at citylifelansing.com. You belong here. It's gonna be, we, we don't have much time uh, with the time we've allotted for this morning. So I'm just going to share a quick message about I am different. So if you're writing down some notes or putting it in your phone, you would just title this I am different. We're going right to Hebrews chapter 11. This is a very familiar chapter. It's a chapter that people call as the hall of faith. It talks about heroic people that have responded to God's grace. They've done exciting things. And in fact, if you were reading it like a movie score, you would just hear all the, the, the symphony and the orchestra behind them. And you would be so inspired inspired to be like these individuals, Abraham and David, and you see about the walls of Jericho falling down. And we are going to look at Moses in verse 23, talking about, I am different this morning. By faith, Moses, when he was born, was hidden for three months by his parents because they saw the child was beautiful. You're here this morning because We want to do something special and we want to know that we're special. We have questions to know that we're important. And we long, if you're a parent or you've taken care of kids at some point, we long to see our kids fully engaged and be a part of something special to really recognize their worth, to recognize their uniqueness through any type of situation that they would feel important. Something happens in life, if we're honest, that we don't feel as special anymore. We don't feel as beautiful. We don't add up. We're comparing ourselves. And the older we get, the less special we feel. And society beats us down, and then we find ourselves as just another worker, another cog in the system. And it's just me. I'm here. And then we look over, and we see somebody who's special. We say, eh, must be nice. Must be nice. Ever find yourself comparing yourself? Moses is special. He's one of the ones we'd look over if we're reading this right. And they were not afraid of the king's edict. By faith, Moses, when he was grown up, refused to be called a Pharaoh's daughter, choosing, called the son of Pharaoh's daughter, choosing rather to be mistreated with the people of God than to enjoy the fleeting pleasures of sin. What an amazing bio about Moses. Moses choosing rather to be mistreated with the people of God than to enjoy the fleeting pleasures of sin. To know a little bit about Moses real quick, when Moses was born, Pharaoh um, at the time, the, the, the ruler, the emperor at the time is, was trying to minimize the Israelite people. And so sent out a mandate to kill all the firstborn children. So just dominate and horrific. Well, the parents recognized something special about Moses, sent him down the river, put him in this nice contraption with pitch, and it's nice, and they sent him down. Pitch is like this slime, and it's kind of protect, and they covered him up. I think it's like papaya leaves or something. So put him down the river. Moses goes, imagine that with your baby. You're like, something serious. This is my baby. I recognize something special. How could you do that? You know, how could someone do that? Why would they do that? I believe this because it was that Matthew 6. They believed, oh, no, okay, someone greater, something greater here. Special, special delivery. Go, Moses, go. Moses grows up and he starts to recognize, wait, this isn't my home. These aren't my people. I'm different. What's going on? And he chooses rather to be mistreated than to have and enjoy the fleeting pleasures of sin. 
Now to sin, I think a qualifier of sin is we have to do this. We have to zoom in and say, okay, what is sin for a second? Sin is anything that is um, in direct rebellion or not obedience to God. Anything that would put God above something, it's, it's, it's direct opposition to God. Some say it's missing the mark, um, taking our focus off of God. And it's what we now are inherited to just do naturally. It is just our MO. It's the human nature. It's the rhythm of our life. We crave things that are against God as enemies of God. And we find here that Moses is now tapping into the greater call of why we were created. We were never created for sin. We were created to enjoy God and his purposes. And to understand sin, I think there's um, something that we don't talk about enough. Sin has massive benefit for a moment. Sin is very enjoyable many times for just a few seconds, maybe a month, okay, maybe even a year. Maybe you'll get some power, maybe you'll get some wealth, maybe you'll get wasted and it'll feel fine, you'll hang out with someone. But you know what? It's kind of like the rainbow. Anyone ever seen a rainbow? Ever been close to a rainbow? You drive towards a rainbow? You ever driven towards a rainbow? I want to get closer to it. I've done it. It's like, is there a pot of gold? Just kidding around, you know? It's like, like, and so where's the gold? You can never get to it. It's not there. So even if you're like under it, it's like, oh, I can't touch it. I can't grab it. That's what sin's like. And Satan is a master. He doesn't come in and invite you and say, hey, who here wants to go to, you know, rob a bank? That'd be, that's, that's rare. It takes a while to get there. But who here wants to go gossip about our friend in the corner? Who here wants to partake in a bunch of nonsense while we make fun of other people? Hey, let's pick on the news. Let's look at the Middle East and let's think of how we're so much better than them. Hey, let's go bomb a country and let's celebrate it. You know, if you stop and think, what this is what happens. Our hearts sometimes. And that is the fleeting pleasures of sin. They're fleeting. You'll never get to them. And we know this, that it will not bring us freedom. It will not bring us life. And let's continue to read the passage. We'll go to Hebrews 11.1 1, real quick. Check this out. So now by faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the convictions of things not seen, for by it the people of old received their commendation. By faith we understand that the universe was created by the word of God so that what is seen was not made out of the things that are visible. This is deep. Us being believers in God, we are the most silly individuals on the planet if God is not real. We're a joke. We're, I mean, we're clinically insane. We're talking about things that are invisible that are most true, and then what we see has been created by the things that are invisible. It's interesting because the more science study, you know, that come out, there's different dimensions. Even time can be relative, and there's different things that we don't see. And I believe it's because that's, there's a greater truth. Scripture tells us that the things we see are temporary and the things we don't see are eternal. So today, as an individual saying, I want to live different, maybe the greatest thing we could do is close our eyes more to the things of this world around us and quit trying to enjoy them and stop and say, okay, I need to look up. I've driven before with the potholes and been mad and seen the, you know, the houses all broke down sometimes. I'm like, what is going on? And then I stop and I get heaven's perspective and I look up and then I start to see the possibility and how the roads are good, the house is good. And I get to see that all things were created good and God wants to redeem them because my perspective changed, my situation didn't change. 
And so you could be in the same spot. You could be in the middle of of the most wicked environments. You could be right there in the center of of the den of with Satan and and all of his dark angels and and his warlords, if you will. You could be right there in the middle of it and you could be protected and holy when you're looking up and having God right there as your source and your center. You could say no to everything. That possibility is here today for us to live different, to be different, to think different. And I, I pray that it would inspire us and sweep us, that we would think more about eternal matters than we would just what is happening here. Because enough people are going to talk to us of what's happening here. What are we getting? We got to get the ham. We got to go here. We gotta, we're still going to do all those things. But could we just do it with the right heart that's consumed and calibrated with an eternal perspective? Go back to Moses' story. So there we learn about faith. Faith, when we hear the word faith that Moses did this, he is not doing it by what he sees. So today, to be a child of God, it is to engage and in, in, in interact and come a part of this risky faith adventure. But it's not risky when you have the one who controlled it all and created it all, leading and guiding, and you're on his back. It's good like that. All right, let's continue with Moses' story. Verse 26, he considered the reproach of Christ. This is very interesting because in the Old Testament, you're not reading about Christ necessarily. And it says that Moses considered the reproach of Christ or Messiah. So he has a faith in Jesus, a greater wealth than the treasures of Egypt. This is power. For he was looking to the reward. By faith, he left Egypt, not being afraid of the anger of the king. For he endured as seeing him who was invisible. By faith, he kept the Passover and sprinkled the blood so that the destroyer of the firstborn might not touch them. Wow, Moses is special. Moses is so special when you read it like this. Just with that little excerpt. You stop and you start to forget what's the whole purpose of this text. The whole purpose of this text, we'd have to go back to Moses' story. And I'm going to read this out of Exodus 3. Then Moses said to God, if I come to the people of Israel, in verse 13, and say to them, the God of your fathers has sent you, and they ask me, what is his name? What shall I say to them? God said to Moses, I am who I am. And he said this to the people of Israel, I am has sent me to you. God also said to Moses, say this to the people, the Lord God, the God of your fathers, the God of Jacob, the God of Isaac, the God of uh, Abraham has sent me to you. This is my name forever. And thus I am remembering throughout all generations, go and gather the elders of Israel together and say to them, the Lord God, the fathers, the God of Abraham, Isaac, Jacob appeared to me saying, I have observed you and what has been done to you in Egypt. And I promise that I will bring you out of your affliction of Egypt to the land of Canaanites, the Hittites, the Amorites, the Pizzerites, the Hivites, and the Jezebites in a land flowing with milk and honey. That promise was spoken to Moses by God. That promise is still the fulfillment of what you and I are going to. We will have a land that flows with all of that one day with God as the king. That is the narrative of all of the Bible. But here's why Moses was not special. He was actually a loser and he was just like me and you. We're always going to let God down. We are not the hero in the story. David's not the hero when he slays Goliath. No one is the hero when they come in the power of God. No one today. And here's why that is freeing and that is liberating. Because Moses, you know what he looked at God? You know what he said? He said, I can't. I don't speak good enough. I'm not good enough. I can't go. You don't know. God, what you're saying is crazy. I can't be a part of this adventure. 
And now I start to feel like I can come in. I'm like, wait, so Moses, he looked at God and said he couldn't, but yet God used him for miraculous, remarkable things. Does that mean that maybe that God could use me? That maybe I could be special too? That maybe that Moses wasn't the hero of the story? And maybe it's that Moses was saying, I am different, but really the reason he was different is because the great I am in him for other people. You guys, that's what's beautiful. That's what's beautiful. Here's, what's the, here's where the power is. The power does not lie in you and it does not lie in me, but what it lies in is when a life is fully surrendered that says, I don't want the fleeting pleasures of this world. I don't want all of the riches of the kingdom that they can have and offer. I don't want a paycheck if it comes with advancement that I gotta talk about other people and I gotta uh, belittle people in the process. I don't wanna hang out with this person if they're gonna constantly lead me astray. I wanna be different because here's why. Because God has forgiven me and I am different, meaning the I am is different. That's his bio. That's his name. It's I am. His name is I am. That's what's awesome, my friends. In Hebrews 3, it says that Jesus was the greater Moses. Therefore, holy brothers, you who share in a heavenly calling, consider Jesus, the apostle and high priest of your confession, who was faithful to him, who was appointed him, just as Moses was faithful in all of God's house. For Jesus has been counted worthy of more glory than Moses, as much more glory as a builder of a house has more honor than the house itself. For every house is built by someone, but the builder of all things is God. Now Moses was faithful in all of God's house as a servant to testify of the things that were to be spoken later. But Christ is faithful over God's house as a son. And we, get this, get this, we are his house if indeed we hold fast our confidence and our boasting and our hope. What is our hope? Jesus. Period. Jesus. Game, set, match. Jesus. Jesus. I want us to boast about Jesus. I want you to tell me and remind me more about Jesus. When, uh, when it's hard, I want us to champion each other in Jesus. When we show up on Sunday and we're struggling, I want us to look at each other in the eyes and just say, Jesus loves you. Jesus is not done with you. I find it so intriguing that Moses is so highlighted in the New Testament because Moses didn't get to go for making a mistake. He didn't get to go to the promised land. He misrepresented God in a moment, but I, I, I'm not sure if this is fully, this is, uh, fully accurate. So, this is a little bit of my opinion here, but my opinion is this, is that because Moses had his faith in Christ, that he got to receive this better bio, if you will, where the blood of Christ covers him and his mistakes weren't just looked at as mistakes, it was looked at as progress and part of the process. And now when he's referenced, it's servant of God because he was faithful to the mission of God. And just because a few mistakes, they didn't wipe out everything he did. In fact, what was more highlighted was what he did that was great because God's grace is like that. He removes and he casts away all sin and he grabs and he holds us and he says, look, you're a saint now. And Moses looked forward to the day that you and I have. Let's be more heroic. 
You and I have. They looked forward to the day. And what that day is, is that you and I have direct access to God, God Almighty, wherever we're at. We could just fall down on our knees. You could be in your car. You could be singing a song. God, I love you. God, I need you. And I come to you boldly in the access and the power and the authority of Jesus Christ. And we have direct access to God. Direct access to God. I am different because the great I am is different. My son came back from Root Group today. Um, and uh, we're going to close here. I know, just a couple minutes over. I know in our thing it says about 60 minutes. I think we're going to switch that to ish. Because 60 minutes ish. Because if the Holy Spirit's moving and, and uh, we want to give room, right? And my son, he comes home and he inspired me because he was special. And he wasn't special because of what he can do. He was special because he was recognizing the power that God has for him, others, and through him. And he comes home and he says after root group, he, he joined an all ages root group. So I had to talk to him about this. I'm like, all ages. So are you want to play video games or what do you want to do? He's like, no, I want to be in the group. I said, well, what does the group do? He's like, well, Rhett's leading. I said, well, Rhett's going to be teaching Bible study. I want to learn about the Bible then. I said, all right, well, you better get your game face on. You better bring your Bible. You better have your notebook. And I'm telling him this stuff, right? And, um, and uh, I don't know what he's going to say. He's coming back with this report. And he comes in. I got six people in my office. They're doing a tour of the studio at the time. And he says, Dad, I got to tell you something really deep. I was like, whoa. <laughs> okay. So everyone's like, all right, we got to go. So they shut the door. And he sits down across the table from me. And he starts to say this. I took notes because it just made me cry. He said, God is doing amazing stuff on the first day of Root Crew. He said, Rhett asked, when's the first time we noticed that we felt different? And I said, I feel different because I used to go to a Christian school and now I go to a public school and I'm the only one who stands up for God. And there's a girl who shared that her friend was shot and uh, he said he felt so bad for her and he could relate because he lost a friend when he was five. And he said, God is doing amazing stuff, Dad. And I wonder what he's going to do next week. I'll tell you this. That inspires me, not just because it's my son, it inspires me because he's tapping into all of the I am benefit. He's recognizing the I am benefit. The I am benefit. Today, well, I want to encourage you to tap into all that God has for you. No matter where you're at, where you come from, what you've been struggling with, no matter what anybody said to you, to let it go, to let it fall off. No matter what sin is in front of you today, that has been trying to grab your attention and Satan is so good saying, come here. And we just say, get behind me in the name of Jesus Christ. If Satan showed us the ending of what he's trying to promise us on the front end, we probably wouldn't go as quick as we do. But since we're so prone to sin and we're prone to wander, a lot of times we want that benefit. We just want the moment, the instant, and we want the pleasures of that minute, but we can have a pleasure for a lifetime. We can drink and never thirst again from the bread of life, the fountain, the waters of life, Christ. And so today, we get an opportunity to just pause and stop during this holiday season. To say, God, have your way. Have all of me. Jesus, we don't want to gain presence. We want to gain your presence. We receive all of you today. In this place, there's a, I picture like a bridge behind us. And we run to Christ and we're running across that bridge and we're so excited. And we get there and we're with Christ. But every once in a while, we look back and we're like, oh, that's what it was like. 
And Satan, uh, he says, look back. You want to go back? And he starts to show us his benefits again. But I think what Christ meant when he said, you lose your life, I think it was like a torch. And he said, yeah, I'm going to give you a bridge, but right afterwards, burn that sucker. Burn it. Burn the bridge. What's your bridge today that's stopping you from living different? What's the bridge? Security, job, where am I live? Got to have kids. What's the bridge? Can you trust God? And I believe that he'll meet you there every step of the way. He'll carry you. He does not give up. He will bring to completion and finish all that he has began and he's started. We're part of something bigger than ourselves. We're his dream team. Now the worship team is going to come up. We're going to close in a song. We're going to sing today. Just think about in this moment as we um, pause and we say, Jesus, we respond to you. I don't want it to just be lip service or something that we hear. I don't want it to be Jerome Cyrus's story. I want it to be your story. I want to know what God wants to do in you. I want to know that Jesus can, can show up in your heart if you would let him. There's a quote that's inspired me so much. It says, if you're really willing to listen, God will not leave you alone. Today, is there's some people in the room that say, God, I will listen. And it will be awesome because then we get the assignments and the commandments from the general himself. Yes, it's better than any other assignment we could ever have. So if you'd stand, if you feel comfortable with that, we're going to close in song today. And then we'll pray and we'll go out and we'll take on the elements of the snow. We'll sit at home and we'll get on Facebook every once in a while. We'll see someone's highlights, but we can have the greatest highlight. It's Jesus himself. Amen. Thanks for listening to the City Life Lansing podcast. Loving you and loving the city one life at a time. For more information, messages, and to partner financially, go to citylifelancing.com. You belong here.